Hello and welcome. It is I, Stephen W. Skinner, and this is Friends of the Show, uh, a podcast where I talk to some of the funniest and most interesting people I've met online and in real life. This is the very first episode of the show, so thank you so much for listening and getting it on the ground floor. I really hope you'll stick with me for future episodes. I have a ton of great guests lined up for you this season, and I'm getting better at hosting, I swear, each time. So, uh, a little bit about the show. Basically, it's just a chat with a friend, um, and then I ask them to bring a story, some tweets, and then I get them to answer some questions submitted via Twitter, just to spice it up. Follow FOTS Pod on Twitter and hear your question read on a future show. Our very first friend of the show is Jess at JessOKFine on Twitter. Jess is one of the best and kindest people I've ever met through Twitter, so that's why I was so lucky to have her agree to be on the pilot episode. And I already have plans to bring her back because she continues to be the best. And now, without further ado, I present Friends of the Show. Episode number one with Jess OK Fine. Wherever she went, including here, it was against her better judgment. Dorothy Parker. I, I've always said, I've said many times that I think she would have just absolutely killed it at Twitter because she's got so many one-liners and kind of throwaway jokes that are super witty and clever. And I could have, I told you when I was giving you that quote, I could have picked any number of her quotes to use there. But considering my first podcast appearance, I felt like this was an appropriate <laughs> quote for the occasion. Jess, say hello. Hello. This is it. This is the first episode, very first Friends of the Show. And I'm very lucky to have you on. So thanks. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So um, the first thing on the agenda is your story. Let's get some background sort of leading up to that story. All right. So, I mean, I, I don't want to like Florida explain what ma- what wakeboarding is, but I don't think everybody probably is familiar with it. Uh, it is a water sport. It's similar to snowboarding, but it is done on the water. And it's kind of like water skiing, but instead of skis, you have a board. Uh, it's sort of like a snowboard, but it's strapped to your feet with boots and you get pulled behind a boat with a uh, rope that's tied to the boat. So that's how you wakeboard. Uh, I live in Florida. And at the time this story takes place, I was probably in my early to mid twenties. Uh, and I was living here in Florida and wakeboarding is a popular summertime activity. But at this particular point in my life, I had never been wakeboarding. And uh, I have I have siblings. I have actually four sisters and is a pretty avid wakeboarder. And she had convinced me on this particular day to try, at least try to wakeboard, which I had never wanted to do or tried to do because I'm not a particularly coordinated person. <laughs> so I didn't <laughs> I didn't ever try it before this particular day, but on this day she convinced me that I should go ahead and try wakeboarding. So that's sort of the scene of what when this story takes place. So this is this is your first time wakeboarding, but you're with some experienced wakeboarders who kind of know what's going on. Yep, yep. And we're out on the boat and it's not my boat and it's not my wakeboard and I've never done this before. So that's <laughs> that's where we are. Right. And we're off the coast of Florida or in like a lake? We're actually in the channel, which uh, the part of Florida where I live, there's rivers that run out into the Gulf, uh, the Gulf of Mexico. So uh, we are in a part of the river where you're allowed to drive your boat fast, uh, but it's not, it's 
not the ocean. So there's not a particularly large amount of waves, but there is a lot of boat traffic. Right. So it's like a straight. And the reason you want to be in that. Yeah, it's straight path. And you want to be there for wakeboarding because you get the waves off of other boats. You get the wake so that you can actually wakeboard. You take the boat up over other people's wake and you can get air and do flips and stuff, which obviously I was never going to be able to do. But you can if you're good at it. Right. Okay. So so everyone's there. You're ready to uh, wakeboard. So it was like a bunch of people. Yes, we have a boat full of people, a boat full of people, family, friends. I mean, it was probably... It's a fairly big, probably like 10 people, maybe a little bit more on the boat. Oh, nice boat. And uh, I got on got on the on the board in the boat, which you have to strap your feet into these boots. I've never been snowboarding, but my understanding is that they work pretty much the same way. You strap your feet into the boots. The boots are attached to the board. And so the plan was, I strapped my feet in. My plan was to sort of swing my legs over the edge of the boat and drop into the water. And then you sort of float behind the boat with the rope. And when you're ready, the boat goes and you pull yourself up to your feet using the rope. Right. Um, that's, that's the plan that did not work out. I swung my feet over the edge of the boat, but, uh, I did not make it to the water. The side of my bathing suit bottom actually got hooked to the boat cleat, which you used to tie the boat up to docks. Oh no. (laughs) So I got hooked and I'm heavy now because not only do I have my body weight, but I also have the weight of the wakeboard. And most of my body, I'd already committed to going over the side Uh into the water. So I am hanging now from my hip from the side of the boat. And my head was in the water, but my rear end was attached to the side of the boat. And uh, I I will just, there's no nice way to say it. My entire backside is completely exposed at this point. (laughs) And I'm hanging upside down, (laughs) upside down, head in the water. And the weight of my body had pulled the bathing suit so tight that nobody could get it off of the boat cleat. Oh, no. And so I was yelling to the people in the boat to just cut my bathing suit. Just cut it. Like, just somebody yeah. cut, somebody cut me loose. loose. And they, I guess, were trying to find something. It felt like forever. It probably wasn't that long. But we're in the middle of the channel. So boats are going by in every direction oh, on my yeah. entire butt is in the air. And I was like, I was mortified. <laughs> and eventually they did get me cut loose and I did fall into the water, not very gracefully at all. And then I climbed back in the boat and I never went wakeboarding again. Wow, that was quite the story. I'm sure all the listeners are just <laughs> picturing it right now, right? They are, everyone is picturing that uh, in their mind's eye. It was a wonderful time. It wow. was a wonderful time. It was one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me. But it was it was a funny story. I mean, looking back on it now, but I've never tried it again. I've been I've been traumatized. It was not the wakeboard's fault, but even still I can't I can't do it anymore. The sport of wakeboarding took the hit for that embarrassment. It did. Well, that was a great story, Jess. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're a, you're a pretty good writer, actually. You're a very good writer. Uh, I love reading your writing. Um, I think everyone should go and check out your writing. And I've linked some of your pieces uh, on the show notes for this web for this uh, episode. So um, the the ones that I picked out were uh, the time I got lost in Marrakesh. That's a great one. I love that one because mm-hmm. um, you're like a world traveler. You're pretty. Um, you're pretty uh, an on the go and worldly person, so that's a, that was a good one, sort of a Thank good you. good example of, uh, you know, um, of your writing and your your the life you've lived. 
Um, the second one that I picked out uh, was uh, I went looking for religion and found Twitter. That obviously spoke to me because oh, yeah, that's it, was, a good one. it was good. It was really good. Um, actually, I have a – can I read a quote from it? I thought that was pretty sure. good that I'll read a quote. Um, so you're talking about how you were looking for, like, religion or church, and then you found Twitter. So in the, in the last uh, stanza, I think you say, um, so I found a church. I went once, and it was fine. Everyone was nice enough, and they were all dressed like a Banana Republic catalog, happy and glossy. I saw potential, and I planned to go back. I also planned to run more and buy some nicer clothes. Around the same time, I started using Twitter. I used my real name, used hashtags, I followed famous people. Then something happened. I found funny people, normal people who are just really great at making jokes in 140 characters. I watched, I learned some things, I made jokes, I got feedback, and my account grew. I went anonymous. I took some bolder risk that I would otherwise be a hindrance on my career or personal life. I met some really wonderful people. I found fine, <laughs> kind, funny, witty, lonely people. People who I grew to care about and enjoy and built friendships with. People who I still call my friends today. We understand, they said. You're doing something right. I found community and acceptance and validation in the network I built online. I never went back to church. I thought that was great, uh, obviously really well written, and it really spoke to me because that's exactly what we're doing here. I'm trying to, uh, you know, get some of my t Twitter friends on this show so uh, everyone can learn about how cool all these uh, people from our community are, um, and yourself obviously included in that, uh, in that grouping. So thank you for, for sharing that with us. Okay, great. So that was it. First segment down, boom, right on tack, keep this podcast train a-rolling. Um, so this next segment, uh, is talking Twitter. So today I, um, yesterday and today I sent out some tweets asking Twitter friends to send some questions, uh, for you. Okay. So first question came from our buddy, Timmy, uh, to Timmy toes on Twitter. His question is number one toy slash thing you wanted as a kid that you never got. You know, I saw that question. I saw him ask that question, and I honestly cannot think of anything, and that is terrible. I mean, I don't think I was that spoiled of a child, but I honestly cannot remember. if there. I'm sure there were things that I really, really, really wanted, but not, not getting them hasn't traumatized me. Right. So, remember it yeah, you into my remember. adulthood. Don't think of anything. Well, that's good. I think that shows that you're a pretty well-rounded person, right? Like you're a good – I can picture you as like a good good kid growing up that, yeah, you never like threw a hissy fit to get to get that one special toy. Now that I remember – and, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think it was just that I got everything that I wanted. I just don't think – if I wanted it, it, it was fleeting enough that it hasn't, hasn't traumatized me. I'm sorry, Timmy, that I did not thoroughly answer your question. All right. Well, sorry, Timmy. That's a half answer, but, you know, maybe ask a better question next time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> see. It's Timmy's fault. No, yeah, no, it's it's fine. Um, so next next up, um, our friend Brian C. Thayer, uh, at Brian C. Thayer, uh, asks, most memorable breakup, preferably middle school slash awkward stage story. So he's looking for some sort of juicy gossip, some sort of awkward this-is-growing-up story. So um, I don't know if you have anything anything like that. Um, let's see. I did, I did, I mean, I'll say I dated, quote-unquote, because it's, you know, air quotes around dated because I'm a person, like, 14. Uh, I did have a, quote, boyfriend when I was in middle school, and it was the most ridiculous. It was the most middle school relationship, <laughs> like, if you had to imagine one for TV. I 
I don't even remember. I think a friend of his asked if I would go out with him. And then we like never talked to each other at school and he'd call me once a day and <laughs> we didn't have texting back then. So he'd call me at like seven o'clock every night and we'd talk for like 20 minutes and then that would be the end of it. And we never talked to each other at school during daylight hours. Um, but he, he broke up with me by having a friend of his call me and he was also on the phone. The three way call breakup. Yeah, it was a three way call breakup and his friend like did all the talking and it was so weird any time, which it's hard to recognize awkward when you are so awkward yourself, I think. But even at the time, I knew it was really weird. This is a strange thing that's happening. So I just kept saying, okay, okay. Like I agreed with everything and I was like, (laughs) that's fine. Okay, I don't care. And that was the end of it. And yeah, then we broke up. But it was such a non-relationship in the first place that I don't, I mean, I guess it counts, but it is definitely an awkward middle school phase story of yeah. how the whole thing from start to finish was, you know, I think he might've, I think he might've asked me out by having his friend give me same a note, thing. which is even thing. more middle school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's like, I think that that's, I mean, it's been a few years, but I'm pretty sure that that's how it went down. Total and, yeah, it was middle definitely, school relationship. They definitely, it was a three-way call breakup. Wow. Yeah, it was for sure a middle school relationship. Well, sounds like you got a juicy story out of that, Brian. Uh, so hopefully that answers your question. Great, great, great uh, pull there, Jess. And yeah, the, the middle school relationships—they weren't anything, right? They're, they're, they're not they I, I, anything. No, they were not. The not talking to each other. That was when everyone would stand on the walls at the dance, right? The guys on one side and the girls yeah. on the other side. Yeah, classic. Yeah, days. We, I think we were all still afraid of each other. Yep. Yeah. So I was, you know, everybody's still, boys are still afraid of girls and girls are still afraid of boys. So dating is not really a thing, even though we say it. <laughs> you would say they're <laughs> yeah. my boyfriend, but it was really a name only. Yeah. It's just, yeah, just like to brag to people, oh, I have a boyfriend. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Okay, cool. Um, so moving along, moving along. Um, our friend Ty asked, he asked a few questions, but I plucked this one out of the several that he asked. Um, it's at SuperTY on Twitter. Uh, are you having children for the sole purpose of making them ghostwrite your tweets for you? Yeah, absolutely. Ah, absolutely. he knew it. He I knew it. Get, I get so much out of Twitter that it warrants all of the sleeplessness and expense of children. That's it really I break even that way. That's how I'm monetizing it. Yeah, that's that was your goal, right? That's uh, the goal of having children. Yeah, that was the goal. Yeah. I, I you know I was awake for most of last last night with my newborn son, but one day he's gonna be able to write me some sweet, sweet tweets. So that's really the that's the payoff at the end of the tunnel. Yep, that's the big payoff. All right, well there you go. Um Ty at Super TY. There's your uh there's your just answer. Okay, so um I think we should preface this next group of questions with a little bit of background again. Uh you like to tweet out Calfax. So can you talk a little bit about that? Maybe like how did that start? What what is it and sure. what's what's that all about? Sure. I actually had I had somebody ask, "Why are you like this?" In response to my callbacks, which I think is a great. Why are you the way that you are? Um, the it all started. I tweeted. I have a lot of tweets that are like this, where it's just a one-off stupid thing that I tweeted out, and it, one of them was a cow fact, and I wrote a fact, and and I said cow facts at the end, period, and 
it for some reason struck a chord and I got, you know, I don't know, like 25 retweets. And I was like, what in the world? You just never know what's going to hit an audience on Twitter. And this was one of those things and people seem to like it. So I did another one and then people eventually started saying, Hey, you haven't done a cow fact in a while. So <laughs> do one. So it became kind of a thing and I enjoy them. I like cows and I like sharing facts about them. I think they're really pretty interesting animals. So I have no problem tweeting out cow facts and I kind of love that. That's the thing I, I, I had actually a tweet before my cow facts run I had a tweet that said, I know a lot about cows for someone who looks like they don't know anything about cows. <laughs> and I kind of have stuck with that. Like, it doesn't really seem like the kind of thing I should be into. I mean, I don't know if anybody is particularly into cows other than farmers, but uh, it, it is it's an interesting topic for me. So I really don't mind doing it. But it was it all started because, you know, I listened to my friends and they said, hey, we like cow facts. Yeah, that's it. So it's created a movement uh calfax movement everyone loves the calfax um so we got a bunch of calfax questions actually came in for you um so we'll start with these calfax questions uh low who is at low sucks on twitter she asked um please ask jess cows for me so just the question is just cows okay i mean i'm gonna have to say yes yeah yes, i think so. obviously it's cows. yes it's yes the answer, it was always yes. 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 Um, so there <laughs> yes. you go, Low. Uh, the answer is obviously yes. So next CalFat question came in from Dave K uh, at Dave K underscore says. Um, so this is a great question. I mean, just straight and simple. Which is, what's your favorite cow fact? So I don't know if you have one handy or, or if you have to look back through your notes. Um, what's your favorite cow fact? I'm not, uh, it, I don't know if it means one that I've tweeted or just in general, but I, my favorite thing about cows is how intelligent they are. I think that, and I have several tweets that are kind of along those lines, uh, things that they, they're social creatures, they form bonds, they mourn losses, and they remember things, they'll remember events, they have friends and friend groups, which I think is really interesting. Wow. Not a lot of animals do that. And uh, we tend to, humans tend to think of cows as kind of being these big, dumb, oafy type creatures. And that's not the case at all. And that's probably my favorite thing about them, my favorite fact about them that I think changes people's minds a little bit or perceptions a little about cows. Because, And I think it's really only because they're big that people think, they're probably also dumb, but horses are big too. <laughs> and people think they're smart. So elephants, elephants are the same way. Elephants uh, are social creatures that'll have family groups and they'll bond and mourn and that kind of thing. And, you know, it makes it difficult when I, every time I tweet out something like that along those lines, I always get questions about whether or not I'm a vegetarian uh, because <laughs> right. it is difficult to say cows mourn the death of their loved ones and then also eat a hamburger. Right. But that is, I mean, I say the cow facts don't have any, they're just facts. The facts are what they are. And yeah, these are the facts. You know, I eat meat, I eat beef. Deal with it. I eat beef, but also cow, that's, this, that's the thing with cows. So if you're going to eat one, at least know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, yeah, the the intelligence of cows, obviously, grossly underestimated. Because, uh, yeah, they're the way that they're portrayed in the media, oh, these, these cows are always portrayed as so dumb. But oh, yeah. like you're saying, they're smart. Give them a chance. 
yeah, guys, this media, this media is so unfair to cows. <laughs> the negative press. Neg- yeah, negative press, fake news about cows. Um, okay, so next cow mm-hmm. fact question we have is from Robert Manchild at Robert Manchild on Twitter. Um, the question. What fake cow facts should we be aware of? So just like we were just talking about, the, the dumbification of the cows. Oh, that they're dumb. Is that we're thinking? Yeah. yeah. That's the number one fake cow fact yeah, that's, that's out one. there? Yeah. I think so. I also, a lot of times it's the four stomach thing. A lot of people like that right. one, that cows have four stomachs. And is that true? Uh, they don't have four stomachs. They don't. It's untrue. What? They have one stomach. It's a ruminant stomach, which means it has four compartments. Wow. But it is technically one single stomach. That's it's uh, a and it has four different parts that do different things. So it's an that's an actually right, like actually, actually it's four compartments. Yeah, got it. And I mean, does it matter? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a little yeah. Ultimately, we... it's like the thing with dogs being colorblind. It, you know, it doesn't really matter. They no. do have four parts of their stomach, but uh, yeah, they, it is only one single stomach. It just, uh, does, it works differently. And there are a lot of animals that have that, uh, a lot of livestock, that kind of stomach, but for some reason, cows got the four stomach reputation out of all of them. Well, good to, let's set, good to set the record straight. We're setting the record straight. Uh, check here for cow facts, your number one source for cow facts at Jess. Okay. Fine. On Twitter. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and for the dog thing, the uh, the dog thing, I think I tweeted about that too. How everyone says that they're colorblind, right? Though, so they uh, only see gray is the joke, right? But they see blue and yellow. They see shades of blue and yellow as well as gray. So that's my actually of dogs uh, being colorblind. Sorry, actually, yeah, dogs are not actually. Oh, everybody loves an actually yeah, on Twitter. We love that's, a good actually. Uh, yeah, we love it. It is. Your joke is factually incorrect. A guide to dying alone. Yep, crappy, tweet, crappy right? stuff for jerks. Some clever thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the classic tweet on that. Don't don't actually people. Yeah, don't actually anyone jokes. on Twitter. Don't do that. Um, but do link to that. <laughs> do link to that actually. Um, <laughs> crappy stuff for jerks uh, tweet. Yeah. Um, great. So I think that uh, brings us to the end of the Calfax questions, but we do have a few other questions uh, from Twitter. So first question, it's a two-parter from Mark McGark at Markedly on Twitter. Um, good, good friend of ours. Um, so his question is, Jess, A, why did you disturb that evil witch you found? And B, was it worth it? Okay. That's. <laughs> it's not a weird <laughs> question. It's not a weird has. question. It's it's that very is, straightforward to that me. That is not a question. It is related to a tweet, and uh, yes, it was worth it. <laughs> and why wouldn't I disturb the evil witch? I mean, <laughs> if you find a witch, you're gonna try to figure out what's going on there. So, I mean, I don't think I can be blamed. And yes, it was worth it because I personally did not get turned into a gnome. Yeah, I guess you got away fine. So, what's the problem? I got away fine. I got away fine enough to write a song parody about it, and it worked out great. So, what's the tweet that it is referencing? Do you uh, can you give us the background on that? It says it's actually I wrote it for for a song parody contest. Um, it is a parody of Tiffany's "I Think We're Alone Now." Okay, and classic, classic jam. It is, yeah, classic jam, and it is. I think you're a gnome now, <laughs> and it's that. I think you're a gnome now. I shouldn't have disturbed that evil witch we found think you're a gnome now in a pointy hat standing on the ground I'm par- i I think I got pretty close to actual words beautiful but I had to cut 
very, very slim on characters. So oh, I got creative with my conjunctions and, and my use of apostrophes, but I'm pretty sure that those are the words. But yeah, parodies, Tiffany's, uh, I think we're alone now. And I wrote it for a contest and I didn't win. You Which didn't win with atrocity. that? Oh, I, I don't know. Can we <laughs> no. reopen the voting? Or uh, that, I guess it uh, is a long time ago. But... I, know. I'm... I don't even remember who ran the contest, hey, but I'm still uh, upset. At least you got a good uh, tweet out of it, right? That was pretty. That's a pretty good tweet, I think. Yeah, that's that's all right. Um, okay, and so the last question that we got was from Rob Elliott at Rocky Momax. Um, and he says, Jess is the best, almost rhymes. What are your favorite words that rhyme, Jess? What are your favorite words that <laughs> oh, rhyme? Oh, gosh, I don't know. My favorite rhyming words? Yeah, favorite rhyming words. Oh, gosh. Orange? I don't no, know. No, that's a bad one. Orange is a bad choice. Yeah, orange is not a I good don't know. Rhyme. I have to read a lot of, I have to read a lot of books that rhyme right now. Because I have a toddler, yes. and all of the books seem to be written in verse. So, I mean, that's that. I, I read a lot of rhymes. I don't know what my favorite is. It would be really hard to choose. You can't choose. You just can't separate them. All right. Well, I I really can't. Hey, if there's no answer, there's no answer. Sorry, Rob. Sorry, Rob. Sorry, Rob. Come back later. <laughs> yeah. Try again. Um, <laughs> okay. So that's the end of all the questions. So great job answering the questions. Thank did. you. We Great job it. asking the question. <laughs> we made it through that uh, that part of the the show. So let's see what the next part is. Um, I asked you to send in some of your own personal favorite tweets. So I guess I'll just look at these tweets here right now because they're very funny, and I think everyone should uh, should know about all, how funny your tweets are. So the first one uh, is one of my favorites from you, um, where you say. I learned all my flirting from lizards, so I just do a bunch of really fast push-ups when I see a cute lizard. Yeah. Boom! Lizard joke. That's one of my that's one of my favorites that I've written, and I we have a lot of lizards here in Florida. I I don't know maybe all over the place. I'm not sure. We have them here, and they do do they do the push-up? Love that push-up. And it. I've never particularly understood why they do that. It has to be either a dominance or a mating thing, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I saw Lou doing some push-ups, and I started writing that tweet, and then I had originally said I just do a bunch of really fast push-ups, and then I decided to make it when I see a cute lizard because I think that that's funnier. So that's the – I know it's always best to explain why you think a joke is funny. That's it exactly makes it so right. Funnier. Yep, jokes but... – <laughs> explaining jokes is the number one thing. Uh, so you added the second lizard talking. part, and that's what really popped it off, I you think. When you see a cute lizard. That's what that's what made me that's what made it one of my favorite jokes that I've written. Yeah, it went uh, from a good I, I to a great, right? With that with that extra ad- addition. Well, I don't know about great. I don't know about great, but it, it amused me, so I it hope some other people like it too. Yes. Very good. I like it. Um so that was number one. Um so number two, another great tweet. Uh you knock on the melon to test freshness. But something knocks back. Dum, yeah. bum, bum. That, was, that one was that people really liked that. And I didn't know. I didn't know. It wasn't really the normal style of my tweets. It wasn't exactly a joke. And uh, it just came to me and I tweeted it. And it did a lot better than I expected it to do. So I'm glad that other people like it. Uh, some people 
think it's really creepy and other people <laughs> just say, oh, that's good. And so I, I just, yeah, it's, it's a little different than my normal style, but I enjoy it too. Yeah. Hey, I think it's a great one. And yeah, it's not, it's not like a joke per se, but it is very funny and interesting. Just like you can really picture it. Yeah. Um, okay. And the final one that you have submitted for yourself uh, is look at you putting your bag of popcorn into a bowl like the Queen of England. <laughs> yes. That was probably the first uh, tweet that I had that really kind of got big. Uh, it was, and I don't know how big it is. I haven't looked at the numbers. The uh, numbers while, are it has I... 1,400 retweets and just over 3,000 likes. Actually, almost 3,200 uh, likes on that bad boy. Okay, so there you go. That is that is that's a pretty substantial number of people that have enjoyed that tweet. It's a and good it one. And it almost immediately got big, bigger than all of my other tweets. So uh, it you know moved up the ranks really quickly, and it, yeah. So it skyrocketed it, to the top. It was so kind of tongue in cheek, and I you know like oh look at you, Mister Fancy Pants. And I always say, and this is going to be an obscure reference, but like the Queen of England, that part I always in my mind say it uh, like Liz and Liz, which was a sketch on Nick Kroll's comedy show, which is really <laughs> yeah. obscure. Publicity. <laughs> I know that like two people are gonna know that reference. Yeah, publicity. They say the Queen of England, and I, <laughs> I always say it that way in my mind. And for some reason, that's what tickles me about it. I've obviously I'm the only weirdo who's out there saying it that way, but that's. For what it's worth, that's how I pronounce it in that tweet. <laughs> wow, I never knew that. That's a real look behind the curtain there of that. Uh, there that you go, Kroll Show tidbit. reference. Everyone, go check out Kroll Show airing. Uh, it aired on Comedy Central. It's a great show. Nick Kroll, awesome show. Check it out. Okay, so um, those are great tweets, Jess. Very good job. So um, I have asked you also to send your favorite tweets from anybody. All over Twitter. Could be anybody. Uh, and you've sent four funny tweets from some different tweeters. So let's uh, let's get into those. The first one you sent was by Ray, who is a very popular tweeter um, online, at Sir Eviscerate, as everyone knows. Um, and the tweet that you picked uh, for him, I'll try to do my best. It's like a back and forth. So um, what's your bid? Six million four hundred thirty-five thousand seven hundred sixty-five. Drew, you think this dinette set costs six point four million? Lips right on Mike. Yes, <laughs> the lips right on Mike. Did I love that tweet? Did he did he invent is lips that, right on that, Mike? Is that the first lips right on Mike? I don't know. It is the first one that I ever saw. And Let, yeah, let's say I don't know if is. he was the first one to ever tweet it, so I'm, I'm going to claim yes for Ray's sake. It was the first time anybody ever had said that online, but <laughs> it was it for some reason the image of a person, and it's specifically him. Like it's his face when I imagine this tweet. It's yeah. Ray with his lips right up against the microphone saying yes and bidding 6.4 million dollars on a dinette set, and it just cracks me up. I love that tweet, and Ray's great and. I, I get a kick out of it every time. Every time I see it, I retweet it. So I've probably retweeted it thousands of times, but I do uh, really love that tweet. By the way, as an aside, aside, picking my favorite my favorite tweets was really, really difficult. And I don't know whether if you asked me today, I would pick the same four, but I do love all of these four very dearly. 
Okay, yeah, I mean, these are just an example of some of the few tweets that can be found yes. on Twitter.com. We should exactly. say that uh, we have a lot of very funny friends in our, like, circles that come up with these really funny jokes all the time. And I'm hoping with this show to, you know, bring these people to light and so everyone can enjoy them uh, like we do every day. So, yeah, that's that's sort of the reason behind this also. Um, so, yes, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, it is. It's, it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible to like say this is the number one. This is my number one favorite. No. It's sort of just like these are some these are necessarily great ones. always my top four. Yeah, these are some great ones. Okay, so the next yes. one um, is from Living Marble at Living underscore Marble uh, on Twitter, and the tweet is: It's really good. You got to get into character. Of course, I'll take my husband's name. Clenches fists. I'll take everything. <laughs> uh, you got to love, love a good, so yeah, you got to love a good clenches fists tweet. It's almost like lips on mic at this point, right? The clenches fist. Yes. But also yes. just you're really I good. Love, I love I'll take everything. That's such a great, I had never thought about <laughs> that twist on taking your husband's name. And I just, I love it so much. Yeah, it's great. That one's perfect. So follow Living Marble for more fun tweets like that. Um. Okay, so the next one is by AF Bradstone at AF Bradstone. Uh, and his tweet is Pretty sure I contacted hepatitis from going on a song lyrics website. <laughs> What's wrong with those song lyrics websites? They're always, and I don't know if this, I don't, it's not a very popular tweet, I'll say. Not, no offense, AF Bradstone. Um, it's not like Ray's tweet that has, I'm sure, tens of thousands of retweets on it. But it has resonated with me so strongly because every time I try to Google the lyrics to a song, I end up on the sketchiest looking websites that are like written in HTML and you can hardly read the things. And they're in like, I don't know if bots write them or what. They're written in these big block paragraphs and they look terrible and incredibly sketchy. And so the idea of contracting hepatitis B because you went to a song lyrics website was really funny to me. Oh, and I, I keep telling now. him that I think it's hilarious. And it, it, I don't know why it doesn't seem to be resonant. Go, go like that tweet because I really like that one <laughs> and I want other people to like it too. Yeah. And just FYI for all the listeners out there, all these things are linked to on show notes at stevenwskinner.com slash jessokfine. I think that's what the link's going to be. Uh, maybe not. Just go to the stevenwskinner.com and look around until you see the episode number one with Jess OK Fine. You can click on the link and it'll bring you to all these tweets that we're talking about right now. Yeah, go like them. Yeah, go like them and follow the people. Um, great. So the final tweet that we'll be discussing and reading out loud is by Jake uh, at Jake underscore likes underscore naps. Jake likes naps. So <laughs> this one. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to make you read this one out loud. I forgot that I sent this uh, one to you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I'm going to read it. And okay, it goes, you're going to read it. It goes, it goes like this. Pugs always look like they've just seen their first titty. <laughs> it's it was making me laugh, so it must be very funny because I was just laughing reading it. So, um, Jake likes naps. Good job on that one. Very very good stuff. That's it. It's combining it's just a class. It's short and sweet, and makes fun of pugs who are just ridiculous creatures, and 
Kim Kimmy Monty is probably going to kill me for making fun of pugs, but I <laughs> they are just they just look like aliens. I'm sorry. There's something wrong with their faces. Yeah, I agree. And the breathe. sounds that they make, they make those they have tough they, tough yes. breathing, right? Breathing issues. So they are like, ridiculous <sighs> creatures. They look like little loaves of bread. And <laughs> that that mental image of a pug that Jake Likes Naps has painted for us is just one of my all time classic tweets. Yes, kisses fingers on that one. Mwah. Kisses fingers. Yes. So very good. So great picks uh, on all those tweets, Jess. You totally have a good eye for um, funny tweets and funny tweeters. And thanks for, you know, picking them out. I know it was a, it was like a, uh, what is that called? Sophie's choice of tweets. But you, uh, yes. you managed to pick some good ones. So uh, and they're the first one. So I really appreciate it. Um, and like I said, they're all linked on the show notes. So go and check them out. Check all these Twitterers out. But I just want to thank you again for joining me. Um, you're the first friend of the show that we've had on, and it really means a lot to me that you uh, took the time to come uh, come out and record this with me tonight. So thanks, Jess. Uh, you're one of the best online. One of the best. Everyone follow her on Twitter at Jess okay, Fine. And read her uh, writing on Medium. I have a link in the show notes. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was a lot, lot of fun. fun. Thanks, I Jess. really appreciate it. Uh, and I guess that's it. So thanks. Hi. Thanks again. And let's see if I can get this <laughs> going again. I'm not distracted. Uh, and the show will end with theme music again. Everybody. Yeah, we can talk over it. You can talk over the theme music. You can say bye. Say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming <laughs> out. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. <laughs> Tip your waitress. Well, that's it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening and following along and interacting and supporting the show in all these different ways. So thank you so much. Also, special thanks to my wife, Kat and cousin kyle for their help behind the scenes uh like i said i have lots of very cool guests coming up so please check back every week for a new episode hey maybe even subscribe um if you like uh at stevenwskinner.com all the links and show notes follow me on twitter at skinner steven and send me a tweet if you listened all the way to the end of the show which this is thank you so much for listening have a good one <laughs>